learned almost too late that man is a feeling creature. And because of it, the greatest in the universe. There is hope. But it has to come from man. guest, which we like to have. Uh, he's an extraordinarily talented guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Keep going. He enjoys That's in the notes. <laughs> uh, please read the word for word the notes that I gave you on what my intro is. Please, please. It's, it's extraordinarily, brilliantly talented. Yes, yes, true. Uh, puts true. people like Bob Hope and any sort of comic innovator to shame. Uh huh. Yes. It's the greatest comedic uh, show that you'll ever see yes. in the history of mankind. Yes. Yes. Uh, from Doctor Show and Savage Tech. Mr. Joel Savage. Hey, everybody! I get all those words. No, you You got it right. You left out God's gift to uh, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, It's it's okay. Uh, I thought you are God, though. That's why I left that up. Well, it's debatable. (laughs) In some circles, in our Savage Tech cult, yes. But on the outside world, no, I'm just a normal old. Amazing performer. Yes, Justin. Same as you. Yeah. Just in our compound, in the Savage Tech compound, I am. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, um, fantastic. I, I'll, I know to worship you in that environment, but after that, you're just a guy, all right? Yeah. If you rent just me in the street, sign over all your uh, earthly yeah. possessions, and we'll we'll get you set up in the uh, Savage Tech compound. <laughs> so. I've been there a time or two. So. Yes. Yep. Trying to crew to uh-huh. trying to crew Tony so bad. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we we recruited Joel here uh, because uh, this is uh, a movie that I know that Tony and Joel love. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes. Yes. But, And that movie is from 1988, and it is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. There's a colon between Elvira and Mistress of the Dark. In case you don't know who she is, that's her job. She's the Mistress of the Dark. (laughs) So my start with this is I really don't have that nostalgic connection to Elvira, other than I knew who she was in the 80s. Yeah. Especially the late 80s. Mm -hmm. She was a pitch person on virtually everywhere. You knew who Elvira was. Yes. Because you would see her likeness, like even in grocery stores, promoting beer and stuff. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, She's amazing. But I never uh, had a chance at at the time, in the late 80s, I was probably too young, my parents probably wouldn't let me stay up at that point, to watch the actual show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I know you guys have a very strong (laughs) action. History with this, mm-hmm. so start with Tony and, and Joel. You want to start with me, or how about we start with Joel? This is uh, his. yeah, I, I I'm okay with either or. Now, <laughs> ladies first, please. Okay, go yeah. So my first experience with Elvira, uh, the character and the movie was so uh, when my dad, my mom and dad got divorced. My dad started dating the mom of one of my older sister's friends from school. And um, eventually that relationship, you know, got more serious and she moved in with us. Her name was Penny. If you're listening to this, Penny, which I probably doubt, hi, hi, you're well. Um, Penny! Penny! Um, but she, when she moved in with us, you know, she had photographs and things like that from her life before my dad. And she dressed up as Elvira for Halloween one year. And I was like, oh my goodness, is that you? And she said, yeah, yeah, because I could tell it was her face, you know, and I was like, oh my goodness, why are you dressed like that? Who, Who is that? And she said, oh, it's a, it's a 
character, TV character named Melvira, and, and I just was so intrigued just because of the costume that I wanted to know more about this character. And so Penny had the movie, Elvira Cohen, Mistress of the Dark, uh, on VHS, and she let me watch it. And so I was like five or six, and I remember just watching this movie pretty much all the time. Like I confiscated that VHS tape and just completely fell in love with the Elvira character. And I just thought she was um, just really charming and fun and funny and just a strong female character. When I watch this movie today, I think really in a lot of ways, Elvira is like a feminist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and just badass, was able to take care of herself, didn't take bullshit, um, really owned who she was, embraced the fact that she was different. Um, and really what struck out for me, what stuck out for me at that young age was just the humor in it, the comedy. I mean, I didn't get all the innuendos, but <laughs> but I knew it was funny. Just and there's because so many. There's so many. <laughs> it's a mile a so minute. <laughs> it, it really is. It's like, but I just fell in love with Elvira and uh, really have, have been a, a fan of hers ever since. And uh, so, yeah, the fact that I met up with another Elvira fan was kind of surprising. Like, you don't really find too many Elvira fans out there. Uh, but yeah, Elvira's awesome, this movie's great, and I have a lot of fun childhood memories of watching this alone in my bedroom, pretending that I had boobs like Elvira. <laughs> but that did not happen. <laughs> I'm flat busted. <laughs> You're like, uh, what's her name from the movie? I'm Patty. Yeah. <laughs> not complete with trash. <laughs> What's your uh, take, Joel? Like, how oh, did you get into this? Okay, so I I come from uh, from Florida. I <laughs> the very beginning part of my life, I moved up to Ohio when I was like eight. Uh, but I remember very vaguely, uh, it was uh, Halloween. I was walking into a Publix with my mom, and I saw a Coors Light cardboard cutout, mm -hmm. life size cardboard cutout of Elvira, and I was like, "Oh, that's it. I'm in love for the rest <laughs> of my life. That's it." And uh, then I would, uh, I would, I would wait for my mom to go to sleep on Saturday nights because uh, I was into wrestling and I wanted to see Saturday Night Main Event on NBC, which was like a monthly show. Every other night was Saturday Night Live, so I would. I didn't remember which days that it was supposed to be on, so I'd get up to to sneak in wrestling. If it wasn't on, I would I would turn over to Elvira, and uh, and watch <laughs> Elvira. Until the movie came on, then I'd switch over to wrestling or Saturday Night Live. And just from there, like, I just have always been a fan. Mm -hmm. I love her. I think she's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, just really cool, fun. Yeah. Like, uh, I contribute her to a lot of my, my major things. Like, I got really into comedy when I was young and because of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Mm -hmm. And she's in Pee-wee's Big Adventure uh -huh. as one of the uh, one of the biker chicks. Mm -hmm. At the Alamo. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And one of my favorite uh, artists is uh, Tom Waits. And she's on the uh, Small Change album. And that's what kind of got me into Tom Waits was like, well, I got to get this album because she's on it. And then, uh, and same thing with like the White Stripes. Uh, mm -hmm. She does a lot of stuff with like Jack White and a lot of stuff that kind of defined me today. She's somehow kind of influenced. And of course, my Doctor Show show is based off of yeah. like old horror hosts and stuff. So yeah. Macabre. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Very much. And I think that's like what, what's fascinating is when you mentioned the connection with uh, Pee Wee Herman. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things I love finding out, like when I would get into film, one of the yeah. reasons I do stuff like this, is I love finding out that there's things are connected, things that you love. Oh, yeah. That you yeah. probably even think were worlds away or actually connected in some level. And when you find out, like Cassandra Wilson, 
Uh, or P- Peters. 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 Yeah. Cassandra Peters. Cassandra Peters. Cassandra Wilson is, I yeah, think, who is uh, that? I'm combining a B-52. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Cassandra Peterson came from the Groundlings in yeah. L.A., and she was an improviser. And Paul Rubens, who plays Pee Wee Herman, came from that same... Yeah, that like, same crap. Her and, uh, yeah. I, I believe it was, uh, what's his name, Phil Hartman? Phil Hartman, oh, yeah. Was in the same cast, and yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, for her show, when she, uh, I, I know a lot about this, is uh, she would get the guy that played Haji in the Pee Wee's Playhouse, she, he would write a lot of the jokes with her to, mm-hmm. to, to make fun of the movies and stuff when they would do live events and stuff. Like, yeah, it was, it was kind of, yeah, Pee Wee, Herman, and Elvira kind of go hand in hand. I'll have to say, though, the fake movie at the beginning of this movie mm-hmm. is my favorite part of this movie. That's yeah. an actual movie, though. Is that an actual That's movie? That's an actual movie. I forget. Oh, my God. I thought it was a fake movie. No, no. The reason I think it was, a, I thought it was a fake movie is because at the end of that, he's like, and it has to be humans that do this. Like, it was like, like, the world has to, the universe has to be saved and it has to be human. I, I know it's a real movie because I've seen it on Mystery Science Theater 3000 okay. before. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an actual movie. It just looks too good to be. Yeah, it's <laughs> too, too, too good to be like, true. They're actually doing a parody then. Of All right, I, um, I stand corrected. That the, the, uh-huh. the movie I thought it was, I thought it was a parody of those movies because that was like that lines in that movie. Oh, it's pitch perfect. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's pitch beautiful. Just as a prerequisite, yeah. too, we love playing Nine from Outer Space, oh, so that's yeah. probably why we were destined to like that that's such movie a good, within the movie. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, it's such a good movie, too. Uh, I could talk hours on that, too. Uh, but we won't. And, and we have. Your show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I, what I do like about The Groundlings, it, it seems like when you look at Paul Rubens and Cassandra Peterson in particular, yeah. the, the common thread is that they both created this alter ego yes. that wasn't only in fictional television series they would play that character yeah. on talk shows they would never break character yeah mm-hmm. and that must be a groundling thing that's unique to the way <laughs> yeah. they train it's character yeah. character character i think will ferrell came out of that uh-huh. now he plays multiple characters same with phil but Hartman. he does the same thing where he goes on interviews as these different characters yeah yeah, yeah. kristen wig does it and she's like, on the ground most yeah. people oh, don't yeah. really know will ferrell's personality because he's always being a character in some way yeah especially uh, when they're performing they're performing mm-hmm. I, I read Phil Hartman's book, and there was actually some jealousy. Not not bad jealousy, but just kind of... He didn't ha- he, he thought, oh, well, I'm as talented as Cassandra Peterson. I'm as talented as Paul Rubens. But I don't have this one character I yeah. can go to and exploit. You know, I play all these different characters. So he was getting older, and he wasn't yeah. coming through. And he saw his friends break yeah. through big yeah. time. And then finally got on saying, wow, I think it's not out of bounds to say he's probably on, just just the stuff on his, that show as a performer for me he's in the top five of people that have been on that show yeah um, oh yeah that could be different for everybody yeah. yeah but the stuff he did was mm-hmm. I mean the caveman lawyer is probably the best <laughs> that's one of the best characters um but yeah, that's ladies and gentlemen. I'm just a caveman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do I, I know about your, your ways. fancy ways? <laughs> well, I understand. Uh, <laughs> Thirty three acts. I guess a... that was his character. That, but he yeah. never. <laughs> yeah, I could have totally it's wrote so out the perfect, caveman. Perfect though. That's the way he played it. Well, well some of the notable uh, uh, alumni here are it makes sense when you think about it. It's uh, people like Will Forte. Uh, oh, yeah. Anna Gasteyer. Yes. Oh, there. yeah. She was Jan great. Hooks, who was in Pee Wee's oh, yeah. Adventure. Yes. Oh, yeah. And worked very well with Phil Hartman on Saturday Night Live. John Lovitz, 
Oh my god, John Lovitz. This yeah. might be my favorite though. Pat Morita. Oh my god, Brownies. Pat really? Arnold from Happy Days. You know, you know, you know who else is also a Groundlings member? Uh, Chris Jericho. What? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Chris Jericho is wow. a Groundlings yeah. member. Yeah. That's fantastic. But I, with a lot of these guys like you're talking about, is like they, they really emphasize character. Lorraine Newman, I know, was from the Groundlings. She was like one of the first SNL yeah. people to come out of that. And she was noted for playing multiple characters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. Going she's back like and actually watching oh, yeah. the first season, yeah. like she's really, People really, really overlook her. Yeah. 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 She's, oh God, she's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. And I think when the, the SNL reunion show took place, like, I think about a couple of years ago for their 40th anniversary... Mm-hmm. I remember uh, Lorraine Newman had one of the strongest showings of the older cast. Like, Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase seem kind of tired and not really into it. And maybe old in Chase's case, but she was really on fire. And Jane Curtin, too. Oh, yeah, Jane Curtin. Jane Curtin, yeah. yeah. um, And, of course, Gilda. (laughs) Gilda Radner, oh, yeah. (laughs) I love Gilda. Um, Tim Matheson is in there. Yeah, Tim Matheson. And here's Lisa Kudrow. Oh, I could see that. Lisa oh, yeah, yeah. Lisa, yeah. yeah. Um, Craig no. T. Nelson. <laughs> yeah. Coach Craig T. Nelson was apparently in the Groundlings. Really? So. Yeah, he was yeah. a big comedy guy before he, yeah. he landed uh, Poltergeist and everything. He did a lot of like comedy. He's a great so, actor. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I love him virtually. Well, Coach, I like. But I, just, I love Coach. Um, Edie McClure, and that makes sense for oh, this wow. movie. She was oh, yeah. uh, an improviser. Is uh, that... Is that uh, and Rooney's office? Is that who we're yes, talking about? Yes, yeah, okay. exactly who we're talking about. Uh, I was trying to explain Edie McClure to my mom the other day, and she goes, doesn't ring a bell, because it's like, you, you have to see her. her. You yeah. have to yeah. see her. You know her when you yeah. see her. Yeah, like she was the secretary in Ferris Bueller. She was on a show Chastity called... Pariah. Oh, I thought I got that cleared up. <laughs> <laughs> but the Groundling thing, she kind of played the same character and everything, too. Yeah. You know, that, that old motherly, you know, kind yeah, of... Yeah, she had the... I think she had the most memorable uh, scene in... Uh, in uh, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. she the planes, the yeah, yeah, it was like, or whatever the receptionist, whatever. Happy Thanksgiving, gobble gobble. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> he was obviously loving her. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, she's her. great for that kind of thing. Like, yeah, she just looks oh, yeah. like she would be that person. She had a handle on that in the eighties mm-hmm. too. Like you saw her mm-hmm. everywhere. Oh my god! And she always looked the same. <laughs> every single everything she's one of those people that looks old at like 30 yeah and never looks old you know what I mean like yeah. they get to 50 and like they look better than everybody uh-huh. this is what will throw you off though if you watch the original Carrie from 76 that the Palma directed yeah uh, she is one of the teenagers she's what? one of these no space way. sex we classmates. have to look this up I am not kidding <laughs> this is like maybe only four years removed from the 80s when she was playing yeah like, like everybody's favorite middle aged mom you know? yeah so she must have been, I think she was probably younger than people realized. Oh my know? gosh. She just always looked yeah. like a mom. Yeah, back to school. Same thing. She played oh my secretary God, that's for right. Rodney Dangerfield. You know? <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm exactly as old as you think I am. That's question. Oh my gosh. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I think that's something I really, I think that's unique to that stable when you find out that all these people came from there. But she had a fascinating life, I think, before she even joined the Growlings, right? Joel, like, I think she uh, had Cassandra a, Peterson? Yeah. Oh, Peterson, my gosh, yeah. yeah. She was the world's youngest, uh, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, Rolling Stone. She was the youngest Rolling Stone. No, she was the <laughs> world's youngest uh, uh, showgirl. Like, I think she's in the Guinness Book of World Records for being the world's youngest sh- show, uh, showgirl. She got started dancing as a go-go dancer when she was uh, 14 years old. That's how she, like, made money when she was 14 was a go-go dancer for, like, local, like, how she would, like, travel 
uh, by herself and in a car at 14, go from like city to city, go, go dance, make money, come back home. Uh, yeah, but then, yeah, she came, uh, and then after she became a showgirl and she was there and when she hit like 25 or something, she was like, I might as well retire from this. And they were like, this is yeah. when people start. She was like, I'm done with it. So I've she went on it so tour and it's actually funny cause I was watching the show or the movie last night, just to recap for this awesome podcast. Again, thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Um, but when she's sleeping, she's wearing an Elvis Presley t-shirt. I was going to tell you that. Yeah, yeah. She used to date Elvis Presley. That's That was like one of her, like when she was in Vegas <laughs> working on Showgirl, she she dated Elvis. On Wikipedia, there's another piece of, uh, <laughs> there's another piece of trivia about her relationship. I guess she lost her virginity to Tom Jones. Yes, yeah. yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> she had stitches in her region because it was so vigorous. <laughs> that's what it wow. says in the Wikipedia page. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, Can we say that's that? A, that's a, <laughs> a, that's a <laughs> what's new, pussycat? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. 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 <laughs> Nobody with that voice could be inadequate in that area. <laughs> oh my god, that is awful, Cassandra. <laughs> I feel for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It checks out though. She was in Vegas. Oh wow. uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Elvis and Tom Jones. That's a story. <laughs> and she's not just dating Elvis. She's dating like the '70s Elvis. Oh right? yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. Full-fledged Vegas. Like, oh, man. like yeah. uh, jumpsuit Elvis. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like close to the toilet Elvis. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't think it was that Elvis yet. Okay. But like, yeah. It was On the pretty, way to the peanut. It's pretty close. Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Like early, uh, 70s, early, yeah. early 70s. Like comeback Elvis. Elvis. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Like leather suit yeah, Elvis. That's yeah, that's still yeah. a good Elvis. Like pr- Elvis yeah. Prime, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> like Uncle Jesse Elvis. Yes. <laughs> Have mercy. Yes, that's the, yeah, that's the Elvis. That's the only Elvis that matters. Exactly. Uncle Jesse Elvis. Um, that's a whole another topic for another That is. <laughs> He's a beach boy now, guys. <laughs> Now he always was. Yeah, he is. He, he, <laughs> so according to Mike Love, he is, you know. Maybe not to Brian Wilson. Uh, but uh, that's getting into the geeky beach yeah, yeah, territory, yeah. which is a podcast in and of itself. Um, but um, wait, are we talking Beach Boys now? Is this a new wait, podcast? We are. <laughs> no, getting back to my parallel viral. Yeah. yeah. Babbling about Beach Boys. That should be the next podcast we do. Brian Wilson, Cassandra Peterson. What's the difference, really? Well, if we get into the Beach Boys, we do. We have to talk about their association with Manson. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's even deeper. Well, bring me in that because I'm a huge. As much as I am a Cassandra Peters fan, huge Manson fan. Uh, No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, guys. No, no, I'm not. Uh, If we don't make it out of this podcast live, hey, I I have this in common with with Manson. I love the Beatles. And I love the White Album especially. Well, I love the Beatles, and I have my own cult. So I mean, I was going to say now the cult making sense, and I drank some of the Kool Aid. For the listeners at home, I don't really have a cult. That's just a joke. <laughs> and, I really, and I don't drink Kool-Aid. It's oh. too much sugar. I don't have a cult. I'm part of one. Yeah. Big I, difference. I make a role to join every cult I see. Oh, yeah. Fine cult. Yeah, that's why I'm a vegan. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I'm not a vegan. I really don't have an easy way to, to transition back to Cassandra Peterson. Yes, yes, please. That, but please. I do. I, I do. I cult. This movie is a cult classic. Nice. Thank you, Tony. That was very nice. Very nice, Tony. Very nice. I know. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm here. 
How did she, like, I, I've read a little bit, like, this was a character that she created during the Groundlings. Like, yes. Was she a fan of Vampyra and that sort of, like, classic horror host, or is this something she just conjured up as an improv? Uh, nice character. use of the word conjure. Ooh. <laughs> the conjuring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're working, we're together That's on this, right, Sean. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, again, I'm, I, I just know what I, what I know. Uh, you'd have to ask her personally. But, uh, she, uh... I guess she did a character. She played everybody's girlfriend or the hot girl in every sketch in the Groundlings. So they were like, "We need a hot girl, or we need we need a mm. a, a sexy girl," and she kind of created like this bubbling uh, uh, valley girl kind of character. And uh, they were looking to do a revamp of Shock Theater in uh, L.A., and they wanted uh, a host, and they wanted somebody like. Uh, Vampira. Actually, I believe her name was gonna be Vampira. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, but like, literally, before they went out, they like, we have to change it to Elvira, or we're gonna get sued. <laughs> yes. Is the Elvira an homage to Elvis? Possibly. I, I honestly don't know. You're gonna have to ask. That's her. a good question. <laughs> Let's because get her up on they, the phone. If they dated, yeah, you yeah. Know, and she wore the shirt. She probably still has a like for him. Well, we yeah. are best friends. You guys have seen the photo yes. of me and kissing oh, yeah. your penis. Just. Or, Cassandra Penis? Cassandra Penis. That's a whole other story for oh. I think I, you got ripped off, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> you got ripped off. You wouldn't say Cassandra Penis. Wait a second. I was wondering why she had a full beard and <laughs> it was behind a dumpster. <laughs> Let me, wow. Oh, no. It happens to the back of the No. We'll have to go through all the <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that they weren't just like fake, like... Uh, so I have to go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be really funny if I went back and every picture was just the same guy in a different wig, and I'm like, <laughs> "Wait, that wasn't that wasn't Rowdy Piper at all." Cassandra Penis. That was Cassandra Penis. Damn it. That was, <laughs> okay, that's going on the list of character names. Yes, yes. That oh, was yeah. like, you used to get to see casual Piper. <laughs> well adjusted Piper. This is well, Ro- well, Rowdy well. Penis. That was his, that was his thing. <laughs> I met Jake the Snake Penis. <laughs> I met Penis Tista. <laughs> if you have a block and you can't, when you see the word penis, it just goes to the correct word it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you have that whole country yeah. yes, covered. Yes. Whole, like, these are all the penis celebrities. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I do, that is I, a new I, genre you know, of yeah. celebrity. If you meet her again, will you ask her that question for me? Because I have a What's hunch it? that that's the Elvira's oh. Elvira the connection. There. I will. Well, you'll yeah. Maybe I'll ask her myself. Yeah, yeah, ask her yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I she personally think it was a tribute to Tom Jones. That's where that. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's what the sound she made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ow! Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. I just like how the details. Hey, if I wanted your opinion, I'd beat it out of you. <laughs> That's a line from the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> I gotta get a better joke. That one's cost me a <laughs> That's my favorite. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite joke. <laughs> God, I love this movie. So good. So uh, and we can't forget, just real quick, so we don't forget. Uh, to talk about the rap at the end, that could oh, be the best yes, two minutes of movie. Yeah, magic ever. we will definitely talk about that. Yeah. 
Spoiler alert, that's how yeah. the next Doctor show ends. Oh my God. <laughs> yes! Can I do it with, like, my barely there boobs? Please, because it was going to be me, so and I don't want to... <laughs> you forget how popular, like, rap was in the 80s. Yeah. Like, every movie, yes. like, if you wanted, like, this to take If you want to be level, cool, that's yeah. what you did. Well, this yeah. was obviously a spoof, you know, totally. Yeah. But, yeah. but, yeah, it's still awesome. I do love that part. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was becoming popular, but misunderstood by white people. <laughs> I think it still is. It still is. It still is. It still is. Hey, I saw Aerosmith do this, so I can do this too. Rodney? (laughs) Yeah, so Aerosmith do it. I've been rapping for 50 years. Rapping Rodney. That was actually I forgot about that. That was Rodney, that, put that on the name of the list. No, that's yeah. that's an actual the Rodney Dangerfield oh, did was a rap it? at one point. Well, nice. Let's look it up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Here's that footage right now. <laughs> For your view and pleasure. <laughs> that was a trouble. At least in the late 80s, I can't think of any specific examples, but there were so many rap parodies coming oh out gosh. during that time. Oh, yeah. you know? That was like the funniest thing to do is mm-hmm. a white person rap. Yeah. That was like the thing to go to in the they, 80s. They think- Especially a white woman who looked like the, a vampire. Uh, the Dragnet rap wasn't done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that's another movie City of we need Prime, to do. Man, that's my favorite. But that, yeah. there was, it was supposed to we be funny, to but that. there was a hint. Oh, yeah, that movie's got, great. Dragnet. Yeah. yeah. Joe Friday. Oh, oh my God. God. That's such a great movie. That. Love Dragnet. Yes. Well, what, the, the Virgin, Connie Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Plummer, man. Yeah. Hanging. We have to see that. That movie's great. Yeah, yeah. And I don't understand how Tom Hanks didn't get his first Oscar for that rap. <laughs> like he's he was breaking shot. ground yeah. at that point, guys. He's basically shouted the whole thing. <laughs> right. Aykroyd and Hanks commit the shit out of that. Yeah, yeah, and like, that's they, why it's they, so good. They went all the way with that. Yeah. Oh, well, I was gonna say is like you watch the videos, like oh, they they are legitimately trying to be cool in this video. Yeah. Like, and uh, it's funny, but they were. It wasn't like this is a parody. We're, we're white and we're yeah. right. like, <laughs> They really got into it. Like, they were, like, that was lost on us too. We've seen Run DMC. We can do this too, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we can do it better. And then Tom Hanks' son, Chet. Oh my god, full circle. Yeah. yeah. That's what, oh my god, he probably, that's how That's how Chet Hanks happened. Was was Chad got, or what's his name? Chet Hanks. Chaz Hanks, I think. What's Chaz, his rap name or something? Chaz Hanks. C-H-A-Z. Chaz. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was C, I thought it was, well, he spells his last name H-A-X. Oh, like, or oh, H-A-N-X like Hanks. Okay. is Hanks. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, he's just a garbage person. We can move on from him. <laughs> I guess he's like strange from his dad, too. That's fun. Yeah, well, that's a strange story. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, understandably, if that yeah. was my kid, he I took <laughs> He took City of Crime literally. My dad has roots in this. He's a pioneer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it. I just... How do you not rap about your dad being Forrest Gump? Like, no. <laughs> like yeah. you could easily just sing a whole rap yeah. about Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. My favorite Hank's son is Colin. Just Colin, oh, yeah. Yeah, Colin. 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 Yeah. He looks just like him. He's so sweet. Yeah, Colin, yeah. Colin, A plus person. My my favorite Hank's son is Chad. He's the lesser known one that they keep <laughs> tied up in an attic. <laughs> in the straight jacket. He's a he's a he's a half monster Hank's child. Cause all cause that's why Tom Hanks is so good. Allegedly, because right? all of his evil went to Chad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Who's a brother to creature? Yes, yes, yes. Part of creatures, Chad Hanks. <laughs> I, I love bringing up that topic about white rapping on screen because that became a comedy trope for like twenty years. Oh my god, it's, it's the laziest trope yeah. too. It's like, this, Oh. I think Adam Sandler used it in every film. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> on that, but I'm, I'm pretty certain that was used in every Adam Sandler movie. 
yeah, it's... Yeah, you thought that Eminem would come around and people yeah. were like, well, white people can rap. And it's like, no, we're still, it's still fun. But, <laughs> but the thing about Elvira is not only is it just fantastic because it's Elvira, but it's yeah. all part of that show, yeah, 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 which yeah. has been like the goal for the whole movie was to get to do the show. And yeah. from our eyes, we're expecting it to be like a horror yeah, comedy yeah, yeah. thing because that's what she does. And then she gets out there and does this whole rap. Awesome, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Such a great Take way to show, end the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, oh, hers is brilliant. And then the spider. Oh my oh, God, I love the spider. So it's just so good. Yeah, she does a good job. Like, I wish she did that show for real. <laughs> she does, though. She does like a Halloween show. At, we should uh, go. Well, I guess I think she retired last year, uh, but it, it was at Petridge Farm. Petridge Farm. Oh, not B- Knoxbury Farm. Knoxbury Farm. That's right. They called Knox. Yeah, because Bo- Knox. Bowie Farm. Farm or whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's like next to Disneyland. That's like yeah, 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 yeah. Disneyland yeah. and. Because I saw Petridge Farms are cookies. That's all I got on my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knox Farms. Yeah, she she did like a like a show every year for from like September to November basically, and it was basically. That, that show, oh like a big God. Vegas style show, with her car. Yes. Oh gosh, the yeah. Batmobile yes. and the Elvira mobile are the two. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! This is like the best opening credits ever. Seriously, I love the opening credits. Yeah. I'm there. What Batmobile? Yeah. What does her license say? Badass. Uh, kickass. Kickass. Yes. Yes. Because she's a fan of the graphic novel done by uh, by uh, uh, oh, I forget the guy's name. The the kick ass. Frank Miller? The, that it was uh, some Millar. Mark Millar. Okay. That's, what that's it the was. only. You can edit that. I make love that. all of the uh, all the Easter eggs in this movie. Like if you know Elvira. Yeah. Or Cassandra, I should say, all yeah. the Easter eggs that are in this movie. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Can you name all the Easter eggs? Well, I'm learning them like that. Yeah. The Elvis shirt. Yeah. Um, there's uh, there's got to be more little. Uh, Talbot. Fight. Talbot. Yep. Well, that's not related to her. Uh, Talbot was uh, Larry Talbot from. Uh, uh, Wolfman, uh, the the character that played the Wolfman in the original Wolfman. Uncle Vinny, oh, Vincent. Wow. Vincent. Vincent, she's Price. a big fan of Vincent Price. Uh-huh. So oh, Uncle Vincent Vinny. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. They're, yeah. Like when, you, if you probably really sat down and analyzed it, you'd, you'd find a lot of fun little. That's girls. fantastic. I'm, I'm, I enjoy the movie even more hearing these references. Yeah, yeah. Algonquin is yeah. an interesting the name. Isn't that the tribe that that was there in Manhattan? Oh God! Yeah, 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 yeah. Or that's what, what Manhattan was named, I think, before. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I might Algonquin. be completely wrong. I know Algonquin. <laughs> it sounds great, though. I, I Algonquin, <laughs> the, 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 the dog. Does. I just thought when she's when she's going through that old trunk, mm-hmm. and I love when she pulls out that like weird hair. <laughs> like, I think I hated this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the gonk that pulls out the <laughs> Like the shrunken head. Yeah. This, this movie's really about flipping a house, though, right? It is. It's about house flipping. <laughs> and That's... cleaning it. Grab a tool and start banging. <laughs> I have, That's how you do it, gang. I have a question about this movie. Um, and maybe, like, at the very beginning, I realized something. Every character in this movie is a creepy uncle. Did you, did you notice Pretty that? Like, Except for like, Bob. Except for Bob, Bob, Bob was the the nice uncle. But everybody is a creepy uncle in some way. Like even the even the the hands that were like moving stuff had like weird mustaches and like big glasses and like everybody just was just like doing creepy uncle stuff the oh, entire yeah. movie. Yeah. It's a, uh, to a the lawyer. point, yeah. like, to the point where she actually looked like the normal one. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, and I guess that's the point. I feel in a way though this this would be a great movie. 
to be rediscovered in the Me Too movement because she, she is dealing with yeah. that yeah. the whole movie, but handles it like mm-hmm. with yeah. like she's the strong one. She's the one who's completely in control in every situation. Yeah, yeah she, and that's so forward thinking because in yeah. ladies, I mean, yeah, there weren't a lot of people. I, I realize this in comedies, there weren't a lot of female leads. To begin with, in the in the eighties, I don't think in yeah. the comedies like Goldie no. Hawn and no. Private Benjamin. I'm trying to it's, it's funny that you say that because similar to Joel, and I think I shared this maybe offline with you guys. If I already said it, I apologize. When I saw this movie as a young girl, this was really one of the first movies I remembered watching and thinking, you know, women are funny. Like women can be yeah. funny. Like, mm-hmm. and and she was such a, like a role model in a way for me because she was different and she was strong and brave and very much in control and didn't let her appearance for better or for worse like stop her from doing things and just the jokes and just how funny she was like I think kind of in retrospect now a lot of my humor in many ways was shaped from this movie and many others similar to Mm -hmm. it where I love that sort of campy fun like innuendo there's also a sense of innocence to Elvira too like really that that same thing with Pee-wee yeah. These uh, such these obscure characters, but there's definitely an innocence to them that um, you root for them. But yeah, like when we when we kind of compare it on that female spectrum, I think Elvira was one of the first women I really admired a lot as a comedian and as as an actor. And I thought this is funny, you know, like, yeah. I can do that. You know, I enjoy. Yeah, I enjoy that. There weren't a lot of of female actresses and comedians mm-hmm. that were allowed to be funny the way guys were funny. Exactly. Like, you said. It, like I think the closest mm-hmm. was in that time period was like Jan Hooks on Saturday Night Live. Anybody yeah. on she SNL. went, she yeah. went like full out like mm-hmm. she, yeah, she was great. Jan mm-hmm. Hooks was great but like I can't think of anybody no. else. Honestly. I mean Lucille Ball from back in the day but from yeah. our, for our generation yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't a female no. really doing her own thing in such a way like Elvira was. Yeah, I guess uh, Whoopi Goldberg at some point or maybe. Yeah, Whoopi had a, a Goldie Hawn in the beginning with yes, Private Benjamin yes, that she that's produced. True. Yeah. yeah, she was funny and Sandra uh, Bernhardt. I think. Oh, Brennan. I love yeah. Sandra Bernhardt. Well, I guess Roseanne, like yeah. real Roseanne, TV, yeah. real TV at the time. So yeah, I yeah. It's just pockets of it. It wasn't mm-hmm. really like a big like. No, yeah. No, yeah. Like, Late eighties, like you had that dual thing of Roseanne and Murphy Brown kind of coming. Oh yeah, back. Murphy yeah. Brown. Yeah. And they were both really yeah. Murphy Brown's female. coming back, you guys. I know. <laughs> yes, yeah. they're bringing back every show. <laughs> they're going back. They're going to bring out Taxi and Cheers, which I'd be excited to see. I'm making that up. The thing I think that really drew me to a virus so much, just aside from the overall aesthetics of it, was the fact that it was a female story. It was a female lead. It was about her life, her dreams, how she overcame yeah. the men and the bullshit and the crazy stuff in her life to, to follow out her dreams. And then you saw Bob on the sidelines cheering her on. Yeah. You know, it, I, I th- it's kind of like when I think about The Little Mermaid. When I, when, It's the same thing. The it's woman, the exact same story. The woman story. going after what she wants. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's like, like when I think about the characters and things that I really loved a lot as a child... They all kind of have that common theme of a strong woman yeah. going after what she wants and, you know, having fun and meeting great people like along the yeah. way instead of waiting for your life to choose you, like yeah. waiting for the man to pick you yeah. um, and whatever. It's these really strong-minded, independent women that, you know, are just independent oh, yeah, and, and totally. strong. And I think totally. Elvira really fits into that mold. You can also see, like, so much of this movie is her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. She had. She was the brainchild. 
like they had a journeyman director come in and probably fill in, who I think had a background in Saturday Night Live. Oh, really? He, yeah. He did some of the shorts on SNL, I think, during the 1980s. Ambiguously yeah. yeah. oh, so. gay, do ho. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a little bit later. I know. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, what is it? Dick and Ace? Uh, <laughs> Gary. Gary and Ace. Gary and Ace. Gary and Ace. <laughs> that actually started on the uh, um, Dana Carvey Dana show. Dana Carvey show. Yeah. Who I love. I love Dana Yeah, Dana Carvey shows on Hulu. That's a great show. Yes. Uh, James Signorelli is the name of the uh, director. Oh, yeah. I, that name sounds familiar. I just can't. Oh, he's the director of Elvira, Mistress of the Park. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. That's, that's, right. that's, that's, right. Right. that's where I know that uh, name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Since now. It all comes back together in a circle. You know, but I look at what Paul Rubens did with Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. He lucked out by getting a visionary yeah. guy like Tim Burton, who was yeah. just starting out, had a yeah. few animated shorts, but... That guy's a visionary talent. Like oh, that, yeah. He really fleshed that world out. She doesn't have that in this movie, but her humor is what really sells it. Like, she is the, well, the brain. you know why? I once saw an interview with Cassandra when she was talking about Elvira. It's on you. It's on YouTube if anybody's interested in checking it out. And, and she talks kind of about that. And she says, you know, I've always pictured Elvira as more of like a trailer park and beer drinking kind of gal. Like a little, but, you know, like she never allows herself to get too classy. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that, that the aesthetic in this movie kind of reflects that. A lot of dull colors, this little town, not a lot going on. Um, uh, yeah. You mentioned the town. The town I have written here. Uh, this town is a wet dream for Mike Pence. I think that could be why like Peavy is a very vivid character his world is so colorful from his attire to his playhouse but Elvira is more of that seedy underground yeah you know so I I don't know if that that might be too much analyzation uh, you know on it but I think maybe that's why that's a legit culture from the 80s too Mm -hmm. starting in the late 70s which is what I call like a self-aware camp Oh yeah, yeah. It started with like like Blondie had a little bit of that, like yeah, man Blondie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, certainly the B fifty two. Oh yeah, that yeah, all yeah. The way. Uh, John, John Waters. Waters yeah. <laughs> he's the vanguard yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, I think he's cast some of those people, like Debbie Harry, and some like yeah, she was, she was in Hairspray. Yeah. There's a lot of connective tissue, mm-hmm. and then you know Cassandra Peterson certainly, and, and Paul Rubens were in tap yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. It's like this fifties aesthetic. There's like a celebration of fifties trash culture. Yeah. And then they kind of brought that in with us, like a self awareness. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. we kind of do that with Doctor Show. Do. We try to do yeah. like that fifties camp. Like honestly, Doctor Show is a mixture of Elvira <gasps> and Pee Wee's Playhouse. I just had that's, a great idea. Um, I could be the Miss Vaughn character. Oh my god, that's a great <laughs> idea. That's a great idea. We'll talk after. Okay. We'll talk after the podcast. <laughs> I think you guys should give up all your ideas <laughs> for the podcast. There's nope. Somebody can take that and maybe make it. Uh, no, but listen to this. Guys, everything okay. is everything is trademarked. Anybody right. that's listening. To this right now. If you right. do take that idea, just work your eyes out. Too late. We already thought of it. <laughs> you guys lucked out thinking people listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody this is my best Liam Nelson. Yeah. I will find you. <laughs> but um but yeah, that's something like I, I was fascinated by. It's like I, I couldn't describe that as a kid. Like I'm seeing like B-52s are doing some crazy stuff they have these exaggerated beehive hairstyles yeah. mm-hmm. what is this because I know they're not serious but it's Rob Lobster cool. that's what I think Fred Schneider talking in like but I know what you mean it is yeah, like that, that yeah. homage to the rockabilly 
plus a big dose of trash. Yeah. 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 Like pink, pink flamingos. And yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were it big fans. They were friends of R.E.M. because they came from the same area. Athens, and they did that yeah. one that one uh, duo. Um, Shiny, Shiny Happy People. Oh, they did that together? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah that, that was... Uh, which was a pretty big which hit. Is, which is a better song when you listen. You're like, oh, I get it now. When I was 13 and I was listening to Nirvana, I hated it. But now... <laughs> yeah, Kate Pearson was from the B-52. Yeah, so yeah, yeah But that, that video is more B-52s than R.E.M. anyway. Oh, my God. Gosh, yeah. people. It has oh that same kitsch factor. Yeah. yeah, just like the Love Shack video is. But the yeah. Peter Buck uh, guitar riff is like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm gonna keep real this, in, <laughs> this riff. You know, I'm gonna keep it real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's that's the definite thing. And she was like at the vanguard of it. Mm-hmm. It's funny because it was 1980s Reagan America. Yes. And that's what they're parodying because it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. although it's not as conservative, I think, as people remember the 80s. I remember there was a lot of swearing. There was a lot of oh, yeah. really cool stuff. There was Andrew out. Dice yeah. Clay. Yeah. Stuff coming out. But but I think people were, were, were parodying, and it's clear in this movie they're t- tackling that, which is clean cut, mm-hmm. conservative, religious America. Yes. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, God is all. Uh, we have to dress the Burn the way. witches. Yeah. Burn yeah. the witches. Mike Pence's yeah. wet dream. This yeah. is what yeah. I'm telling you. This town, they burn yeah. witches. And Trump Nobody is swears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's potlucks. Like, this, this is, yeah. This movie also has a great villain. The okay. guy that yeah. plays the. Uncle Vinny. Uncle Vinny. Oh, man. That's. That's. That's oh, my man. jam. Doing yeah. That kind of like. He was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. he looked, looked evil, too. Oh, yeah. He as he, as he, like, I just progressed. Yes. Yeah. Cookbook. He, uh, and what I love is he has all the classic villain tropes like, oh yeah, you fools! Yes, he has, he he has, uh, he has henchmen. Yes. Uh, One of them, one of them, I like to think that, uh, when you don't see the guy anymore, the guy from Deadwood, the, the kind of, uh, dopey looking yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. When he leaves, I, I like to think that he went back in time and now he's settled in Deadwood and that's where Deadwood picks up. <laughs> the, the show, the HBO show Deadwood. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a great show. Uh, the, he the even act- has like the secret behind the bookshelf yes, player. Yeah. You know? yeah, oh my god. <laughs> the actor is named W. Morgan Shepard. He was the guy who played Uncle Vinny. Wow. He's still oh, alive. that's where I know him. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's still alive? He's still alive. He's 1932. Was his, oh, wow. Yeah. He's still working as of 2016. Wow. Yeah, he's 85 years old. Okay. He does a lot of voiceover. Uh, he had a good voice. So yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like cartoon. You don't even fit. You don't fit into this town. Well, you don't even fit into that dress. <laughs> <laughs> he was in several Star Trek series and oh, films. Oh, the original apparently. one? or uh, He was in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. He was a <laughs> warden of the Klingon oh, Guard. Wow. That's why I don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> and shouldn't. He's an actor. We should know. <laughs> one of his henchmen, though, I have to point out, yes. is Jeff Conway. Uh-huh. And I never thought I'd be talking about Jeff Conway more than once, or even once on the podcast. Yeah. Here we go. It was Grease, and now this. You know, are, we just, doing, are we doing Talking Jeff Conway? Is that, is that, <laughs> yeah, is that the new podcast? Uh, Taxi is one of my favorite shows, and I like Jeff Conway. He was never my favorite character on Taxi, <laughs> and yet I see him pop up in all these weird places yeah. like this. Uh-huh. Like you know, he's good in it. He's yeah. really yeah. funny. And well, Jeff Conway is the real JC to me. Yeah. <laughs> me, too. me too. He took it all for all of us sinners when he died several years ago. Uh, rest in peace, JC. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah he's... You. Don't you feel like a jerk now? Yeah. Not really. W. Step Stupper. Still alive, not Jeff Conway. He will die. If he do drugs, he will die. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean, he was really.
really close to Reverend Jim. So I mean, that guy. Who is I believe still alive? and deserves to be on screen more than he is. Yes, yes. I agree. I one of my favorite, ten favorite actors, Chris Lord. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say too, the other actor uh, that I I, I like. Uh, no, he doesn't play the henchman. He's he's one of the townspeople. Uh, he's a oh, great character. Oh yeah, actor. yeah. He was in Wayne's World. Are you talking about yes. the guy from Wayne's World? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He plays the guy who gets it on with Patty at the. Yeah, yeah. He uh, the, and the, he's like the sleazy real estate guy. Yeah, Kurt Fuller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Kurt Fuller. I apologize. I know Kurt Fuller's <laughs> name. I couldn't. I did too. I just I couldn't think and, of his. And Joel, he was in one of the best movies of all time that you guys should talk about called No, no Holds Barred. <laughs> no Holds Barred. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> best movie ever. <laughs> Kurt Fuller tells a female board of director during the scene of No Hold Bar, which is a Hulk Hogan vehicle for <laughs> yes. the uninitiated. Oh my God. Uh, tells her to take a leak. That's he tells oh a woman to God. take a leak in this movie. That's what the did kind she of, say to him? Uh, she doesn't respond. She quivers probably in his his wake. And then later on, they talk about bleeding the old lizard. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh yeah, I could talk. Yeah. I could talk. Guys, we should have a whole. We should have another <laughs> podcast called we'll have you talk back for No Holds Barred. No Holds Barred. Hold a no, a no holds barred on talk. <laughs> uh, this is a term that you hear that has no. Unless you're a wrestling fan, that term has zero meaning. Yeah. Yeah. No holds barred. Yeah. What does that mean? The words don't even make sense yeah. together. No. no holds are barred. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no holds. Okay. All, yeah. all holds. Welcome no to holds. Trump's America, guys. No holds are barred. <laughs> it's anarchy. Um, I'm in the twilight zone. All holds are allowed. Yeah. Um, one thing about Kurt Fuller is, like you were saying, he played every sleazy mm-hmm. villain in the late '80s. Yes. Yes. Ghostbusters yes. Two. Oh my God! Yes, he's in that. Yes. Uh, Wayne's World. Obviously, Wayne's he's not really a villain there. He's just kind no, of. Well, he starts off as like, a villain, and, yeah. then, and then they 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 soften him yeah, yeah. he never kind of takes over you never see Kurt Fuller mailing in doesn't matter no, if it's a B movie or again he was in Midnight in Paris as well yeah he was, was he? Yeah. who was he in he was a dad oh yeah. wow okay yeah. much older now yeah so. much yeah, older but yeah. really actually played a real human being yeah that's like why a I Sally yeah, you know yeah. like an yeah. or stereotype again no holds barred he yeah. went full on crazy yeah. and it is the Best movie yeah, ever, guys. Check it out. <laughs> the whole part I compare it to Plan Nine from Outer Space in the sense it's one of the worst, bad, best bad movies you'll ever see. And we need to do a whole. <laughs> That's all. We have to go into a whole yes, podcast because yes, yes. there's Please. so much. Yeah, yeah. Right. We need to stop talking about it right now. Yeah, yeah. But I will, will not talk about we anything will. else. <laughs> we will do. No holds barred. Uh, but with uh, like Kurt Fuller and Amy McClure, it's like they got these great character actors that are legitimately oh, yes. great. Yeah. Because this. Movie probably did not have a huge budget to begin with, which oh, probably makes not. it better, like you said, yeah. because it, you can work with the limitations of that, mm-hmm. and, it, and it fits into her style anyway. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. if you had a whole, like, CGI landscape, it would deflate the humor immediately. You needed to look cheap in, yeah. in 50s. It, yeah, the, the 50s. Go- I do say this. I do take issue with... Uh, when she stops and gets gas, the guy that's sitting there uh, picking his nose mm-hmm. and scratching his butt and uh, farting is yeah. named Joel. He has a Joel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that I do have issue with that. Other than that, it's a, it's a solid movie. <laughs> <laughs> Those things will kill you. <laughs> I just saw that. Hey, hey, when she drops a hot dog, <laughs> so good. 
Which, by the way, thank you for the hot dogs. You're welcome. Thank you. Dear listeners, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tony made his hot dogs before the... Uh, she did. She did. Oh, they were delicious. They were great. Yeah. Nathan's hot dogs, y'all. <laughs> no, no, that's top grade, you know. That's... By the way, this podcast being sponsored by Nathan's Hot Dogs. Don't you have to eat a lot of Nathan's because it's the, the that the is the hot dog they use for the hot dog yeah. contest? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. well, they're we, all beef. We're losers because we only had the one. Our city of Niles, Ohio, claims to have been been the birthplace of the hot dog, which I think has been defeated. <laughs> the guy that invented the hot dog or brought it lived in Niles for right, a period of time. William Hot Dog? Is that who you're yeah, talking Stevens, about? Uh, Stevens Hot Dog? Ulysses Stevens Hot Dog the third invented yeah. the hot, hot dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's a hot dog. Guy, I will say though, Jim yeah. Jam Hot Dog Shop is a great place to get uh-huh. a hot dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, so... Everybody. This podcast is also sponsored by Chip Jabs. Chip Jabs Hot Dogs. We've covered every regional hot dog flavor there is. That's oh, yeah. podcast. So we make sure all hot dogs are covered. Guys, let's pack up our stuff. Let's get on the road. <laughs> our banjos and us hitting every podcast. That's how we make our money. We just play the banjo, make enough to get a hot dog. I said once. Sorry, gang. I'm just going to randomly quote and say stuff from this movie as it just comes into my mind. Because I, I, <laughs> that's what's been happening. Yeah, one thing you were mentioning, Joel, is like Mike Pence's dream America. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I that happened a lot. Like, Pee Wee kind of did that, too, in a little bit, although uh-huh. a little bit differently. But, you know, this was very subversive. It's, it's yes. like taking this, this... Everybody likes Elvira. She's a very good person. We mm-hmm. all know this as yeah. the antagonist. But she's different. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, she comes into this town that's not used to that at all. Yeah. And she kind of takes it, turns it upside down, which mm-hmm. is a great way of kind of introducing I it also that. wrote this down while watching it. Uh, if only the youth of today had a role model, role model like Elvira. Because okay. that's kind of like the whole, uh, the, the entire, uh, the youth of the town were just like... In awe of her. In yeah. awe of her, yeah. And she, well, she also changed everybody in some way kind of for the better. Towards the end, and they even acknowledge that as the town when they're coming in with the pitchforks yeah. and everything. <laughs> you wonder too if it would work today because pop culture is so fragmented now, and everything's kind of fringe and niche. Like what I watch, I know I'm watching by myself. I know what, yeah. when you were 20 and watch, you you have you have access now to find, pick and choose what you want. Yeah. In the 80s, you only had the television set and the VCR. Everybody's kind of assimilating the same pop culture simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. So when someone like Elvira or Pee Wee comes in and they kind of subvert it, and you know something's up, like especially intelligent kids know, yeah. there's something going on here that I'm mm-hmm. supposed to point out. But I don't know how you would pull that off now because everything's so fragmented yeah. to get somebody that would, could subvert everybody at the same time. Because there's no, there's not a lot of unifying pop culture things. like yeah, Everything's being subverted constantly. Yeah, it's yeah. A and, and just parody. also the quality. There's so much quantity now out there, yeah. so much content, that the actual quality of it... Well, that's one of the reasons why when we do Doctor Show, we try to give it that 50s-style, like, 60s hammer film kind of look, yeah. is because... It's an identifier to like what we were gro- watching when we were growing mm-hmm. up with that like that mm-hmm. kitschy fifties mm-hmm. thing. So we're like we're just trying to bring everything back to like neutral, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because yeah. everything is so crazy everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if if you like, like there's a whole set of 
we're dudes like uh, My Little Ponies, which is totally cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're like, yeah. If that's we're what you're into. That. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sean is this show. You guys are bronies too? We are. I directed a show about bronies. <laughs> oh, yeah. rock on. Awesome. No joke, I'll show you. All right, awesome, awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that's what I like about like not to plug your show too much. But one thing I oh, like, please, like, it's all yeah, it's all good. Doctor Show, what, June Fourteenth. What, what I love what you <laughs> guys did. <laughs> what I loved about what you guys did was it's similar to what Elvira and Pee Wee were mm-hmm. doing, but also first of all, it's introducing people who don't know about the Universal monsters. Oh yeah, yeah. which I love when people go to vintage culture. Is a pop culture junkie. I love it. Oh yeah, yeah. When yeah. you guys bring mm-hmm. back. The Gildman or yes. the Don Cheney Jr. Bobby, Bobby Gildman uh, yeah. stand up comedy. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> You're a sensitive guy. We know that from the shape of water. <laughs> that was great. I, I like how I like how your comedy the prospect of the show is Universal Monsters doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. It's yeah. just a niche thing. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to have a lot of competition <laughs> with that. Like. That's why we do it, guys. Yeah, exactly. We're awesome. leading the pack on this Universal stand-up monsters. But what's cool about it, and it's cool, like, when I used to watch The Simpsons when I was a kid, if I didn't get a reference right away, yeah. because I love The Simpsons, I knew it was funny, my dad would be there like, oh, they're referencing this. That's yeah. why it's hilarious. And like, oh, yeah. And I think with your show, it's similar. Like, oh, that's from Creature from the Black Lagoon. That kid's going to want to check out the Creature from the Black Lagoon yeah, yeah, and yeah. get the reference. We just want people to like all this awesome stuff that yeah. I feel is, is kind of not really as popular. I mean, I think Tom Cruise killed it. Is Tom Cruise the mommy? Yeah, yeah. He really is. Like, yeah. He really is the he, villain of the Universal Yeah, of the, of the Universal <laughs> Monsters because he killed that franchise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Fraser couldn't do it. Tom Cruise came in like, I'll kill it. On a, on a side note with that too is like, I know that Del Toro is supposed to take over that whole franchise is he? initially. Thank and he God. turned it down oh, because yeah. The story he had for the Creature from Black Lagoon remake was going to be The Shape, Shape of Water. Water. Yeah. And they didn't like that, so he ended up making his own film, which one's the best picture at the Oscars. <laughs> I mean, the weird, it's weird how all this stuff, you know... Suck it, Universal. You know, but... I want to see if there's an extra credit scene in The Shape of Water where Tom Cruise comes into that mute lady. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Crowe's Jekyll and I. <laughs> <laughs> Putting a team together. You, you didn't see that Universal movie, <laughs> but now you know this was secretly a Universal horror film. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. How, I don't know why you would want to combine. No, yeah. but um, but but I think Elvira was kind of doing that at the time too. Like in, in Pee Wee, they were referencing things that they loved. These bad B films that most yeah. people would say, "Oh, this is trash. Doesn't belong in the canon and the vernacular." And they're saying, yeah. "No, this stuff has value." Yeah. And it, and it inspires people. And, so. it, and it honestly, I, I think with Elvira and all that, and, and like, that's why the room exists. Like, yeah. like our whole thing, I, I'm kind of sad that you didn't have me on your room podcast because, no. like, all of our movies that we make for Savage Tech, we feel like it's a Tommy Wiseau type of director where this is a passion project that they that just goes horribly wrong. That's, like, all of our yeah. movies are based off of that. Right. But, uh yeah, like I think I think Elvira and all sorts of like made this like a thing that's like a staple, and I it still is I love that mystery science theater three thousand and yeah yeah definitely and and Burton did like I, I know when I saw the movie Ed Wood I had oh, no, God, yes. I had heard of Plan Nine but I had never heard of that and, and and Burton was kind of part of that culture too of bringing all these oh, things yeah. he loved back into the forefront because it yeah. wasn't there in the eighties the eighties 
most films, and I love that, I have a nostalgia for that too, but most films look like Stripes, the movie yes. Stripes, yes. or Tootsie, they had a very yeah. similar look, the writing was really what sold it at that point in time, yeah. the filmmaking kind of took a backseat to the script and the actors. But people like John Waters and Burton yes. and the Coen brothers and David oh, Lynch, God, they yeah. were all oh, underneath man. it, yes. kind of yes. subverting and bringing visuals mm -hmm. back into the uh, forefront. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and really bringing out the seediness of what seemed to be perfection. <clears throat> mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. the picket fences. Sorry, <clears throat> that's something caught my throat. Well, it's like the beginning of uh, Blue Velvet, exactly. where it's like all the picket fences that it goes down. You see all the right. ants and worms and everything infesting yeah. the. Yeah, Same thing with yeah. hairspray, it, you know, it yeah. brings out the darkness and this, what would seem like this happy bubbly life. It's really a lot of... Yeah, I guess that really does kind of, like, not to get political or anything, but that does kind of, like, match what today's kind of politicals is. It's like, everybody wants to go back to that, but that was always, that was always like, kind of trashy, too. Like, yeah, 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 that's the thing. It's like, there was... People forget that there was subversive cultures and subcultures in every era of American yeah. history. Like, 20s are the Roaring 20s. That's where yeah. Great Gatsby comes from. Those guys were, like, yeah. bohemian in a, in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah. Modernists, like Hemingway and Fitzgerald. And in the 60s clearly was loaded with... Wait, what it, happened in the 60s? It, well, nothing happened. Nothing really? Nothing happened, really. I think we had very uneventful. <laughs> I know great. Hammer Films, that's pretty much it. Is that, <laughs> Hammer, is that, Hammer Films did happen in yeah. the 60s. But there was always stuff going on. It was just, I think the 60s was a decade that brought that to the forefront, into yeah, the mainstream. Yeah. That was a little bit in the 70s, too. The 50s had Beatniks. Yeah, the 50s yeah. had the Beatniks. And hipsters, yeah. yeah. They had oh, the yeah. original hipsters. Yeah. yeah. We have, like, we have subcultures, and I, I don't want to be... Subcultures judgmental. within subcultures within subcultures. I yeah, think we it, have Reddit. I guess yeah, is what yeah, we have. Yeah, actually have Reddit. We, we've gone to the rabbit hole of subcultures yeah, yeah. now. It's like there's oh. one guy out there that has his own culture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ted. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, he's listening right now. Shout out to Ted. This Ted. podcast <laughs> brought to you by Ted. Ted. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the, the, uh, so I kind of. Well, the thing today is it just seems like in society. It's, it's very kind of black and white. You either like this, it's like extreme. You like this, and you won't like that. You don't like this, you don't like that. You know, it's kind of like... And then you're rabid about it for some reason. You can't just, like, let yeah. other people like what they like. like what they like, yeah. exactly. you yeah. got to attack me on Facebook because I like Elvira. Yeah. And you don't. You know, just that stupid... Yeah. Um, I don't know, and I don't know if it's because we just kind of seem to live in a society where everybody labels people instantly. You know, you're a Republican or you're a Democrat. You're male or you're female. You know, whatever and the case. And that's it. And that's it. Exactly. <laughs> so extreme. Like, um, you know, I think a lot of people that probably just know me on the surface in terms of what I look like on the exterior and what they might think they know about me would probably never know my real taste in things. Mm -hmm. You know, how much I love the dark and I love the camp. And, um, you know, people are always like, oh, wow, I didn't. you don't seem like you like that or whatever. And it's like... Mm -hmm. Excuse me? Like, well, yeah, just because you're sure you don't, you know, know me at all. Or you're just judging me because of what I wear or whatever, how I look. You well, that, you don't have a nose ring. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and I think that's just kind of crappy. It's like, can't we all like what we like? You know what I mean? I like to dress girly. That doesn't mean that I don't like yeah. bad things or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, it's just... Yeah, there is a thing, like, uh, mm. I'm more of the person, like, I just, I like... I'm a simple person in how I dress. Oh, that's and, that's yeah. that's definitely yeah. I'm a simple. So that's the first word that pops up. I'm a simple person in the way I dress and like I wear jeans and a t-shirt and that's it. But uh, you know, 
I like, you know, like a lot of out there stuff. But my favorite comedian is always like, oh, they can look like anybody. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, but, uh, that was a stick, by the way. Yeah. Stick, but uh, they, they can be anybody. They, yeah. They have a lot to play with. They don't yeah. have a lot of tattoos, so they can put tattoos on, you know. Yeah. That's always a joke when people, actors have so many tattoos. It's like, well, you just... Bought yourself another three hours and, and the makeup trip. Yeah, like the Rock and his new tattoo. <laughs> yeah, like, like, the Rock what? is the Rock. Yeah, you, on, you know, Rock's. You, but you're always the play a character with a tattoo on. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, and then they have to. You're more of an expense because they have to put more makeup on you. And they yeah, have to, they have to CGI and stuff out. Um, so. I always thought that was interesting. Now, people, I'm completely, people could do whatever they want to do. I don't care. But I always thought, like, as an actor, you want to be, you're, you're basically, you're the template, you know? Oh, yeah. And you just add stuff on, and, and yeah. easier you could do that, uh, the more interesting. Well, one, and uh, agreeing with that, one of the things I love so much about Elvira is Cassandra Peterson. For anyone who's ever seen her outside of her Elvira get up, you know, she's this beautiful, gorgeous redhead, just an everyday person like yeah. us all, and you wouldn't, from an outside perspective, suspect that she would be this camp queen, you know, that she would love the horror and love the yeah. all of that stuff, and that's, again, something else that I identify so much with her mm-hmm. um, and really like about just the character and her as a comedian and actress is just, again, kind of going against what those norms might be and, and really kind of honoring herself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. It's like the drag queens you see, and they just like normal people, like they yeah. work on a, a factory line or something. Mm-hmm. The next day, they can land themselves. Up. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. It's, that's, that's right. an interesting like, dynamic that you can. You have. don't always, you know, just because you're this doesn't mean you have to be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, originality is a tough thing, mm-hmm. though, because I think everybody there's either conformity, which is pressure to conform to how everyone else appears. Yeah. To be yourself fully is always a challenge for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I think that's what she takes on in, in this movie is yeah. Edie McClurg and all those people, they, they, they're conformity. Snap judgment yeah. on, on who mm-hmm. she is, and as yeah. it turns out, she's mm-hmm. the better person the yeah. entire time. Yeah, she's the she most is. open-minded of anybody in that town. They're very repressive, and, you know, I always love that dynamic in any yeah. film, you know. Which, I guess, leads us to the rap, right? Like, uh, oh, my God. Oh, can I just bring can up one more thing? Can we just play it? Oh, sure. One more, can I just bring up one more thing? Yeah. Uh, watching this movie, that scene where she becomes Rambo and she comes oh out, God. totally uh, dismisses uh, the, uh, disproves the uh, good guy with a gun debate. A hundred percent. She doesn't do anything. Yeah. It just keeps going on. <laughs> so. that, and that scene was one of my favorites when I was a kid. I absolutely loved because I got it. Like I knew she was trying to be Rambo when she changes. You know, comes out there looking mm-hmm. all tough, and then she's yeah. like, "You looking for me?" And she's got the bandana on, and he's like, "Yeah, I forget what he says, but she like." Shoots him or whatever. He's like, you think you could stop me with your toys? And she's like, well, it's worth a shot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look! And then, like, right away. I love the top villainy of yes. going <laughs> through and being a complete wizard. You know, going full, uh, uh, full like, like wizard. Black cat. Yeah, like, like, uh, yeah kind of. Shooting 
special yeah. effects. Oh, oh yeah, it's he awesome. is pure black hat, and I love guys like that. Yeah, yeah. All the way to that. Yeah. Like, You're a fool. I will yeah. destroy you. <laughs> I, God, those are the best. They ones. are. Oh my gosh! And then when she's running, you see like her boobs in the shadow. <laughs> you know, she breaks open the, the gate with the boobs. It's just so good. Uh, that's what I meant. I mean, that, that that's definitely something nowadays. It's more about your villains have to be complex, and they have to. <laughs> They have to have like, or they have no character whatsoever. Yeah, in yeah, a Marvel yeah. movie. But back then, it was just like I'm just evil, and I'm just yeah. gonna throw it at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I love being evil. That's what I love. <laughs> I'm glad you're bringing that up because that's been a pet peeve where people were like, I like it when I when the when the villain is humanized and I can understand his motives, and that's good. But sometimes it's good to have a villain you don't understand. That's, that's just, just scary. Well, like the Joker yeah. in the yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Dark Knight, yeah, like right. it's like one of the best villains and. Yeah. I don't understand what he's doing. No, because they actually make a point. Uh, Alfred says, t- tells a story I still don't understand yeah. where he's trying to explain it to Bruce Wayne. Well, that the orange, the tangerine, diamond is I still try to follow that story. I still don't understand. It was a jewel, Keith, and he came into the forest, but then the jewels were missing. And we're like, well, what does this have to do with the Joker? I wasn't Yeah. The moral of the story is that sometimes you just don't know. You mean like you don't know what the story is about? But I think the major question is, I wonder... If the Joker's mother's name was Martha. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it all ties everything together. Could be. I have a couple of notes that I wrote down watching this movie. Do you sure, mind if I... Yeah, first yeah. of all, first of all, uh, the practical puppet of, of when it, when she made the the uh, the casserole and the puppet came out, just so much better than CGI. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I love the I love the eighties because of the practical puppet. Uh, practical I, effects on the yes. Yeah. I wrote down uh, Baby Elvira with all her makeup oh and God. confused look remind me of uh, Melania Trump. Oh, <laughs> yes. I love um, Baby Elvira. Uh, I, I also wrote it. down another reason why I hate snakes. They're a big hire- fire hazard because when she takes it off and throws it, it like to burst <laughs> in the flames. And the last thing I wrote down was uh, Flash Dance is nothing like living in P- uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. So... Those are all my notes. Thank you for letting me. This is the part that I ripped up. I mean, was inspired by Flash. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good parody, by the way. Yes, that, yeah, that, that it was. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hundred people that hate snakes: Andre the Giant and Indiana Jones. So. And also, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's, 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 that's like the most ironic It's the ironic. Yeah. Yeah. There's a psychology to <laughs> analyze on that one. <laughs> more than we can handle. The acting ability yeah. to look like you love snakes. And yeah, yeah. So comfortable around. Yeah, do it home new respect for that man. Yeah, 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 totally. But he like kept snakes. In, uh, yeah. And then there are whole other. Uh, we could hold a whole podcast <laughs> on Jake oh. the Snake Roberts. Yeah. I would snakes. thoroughly enjoy. Are we talking Roberts? Is that another yeah. podcast? Yeah. <laughs> talking Jake. <you> know? <laughs> Snaking around with Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Snaking Rattling Jake. around with Jake. Uh, that's much better. And that brings us somehow to the rap. I yes, yes. Know. Now oh, let's God. do the we rap. Need some, okay, Scott, you got to edit the rap in. Bitching back, so you better stand back. You're like emotions. It's so a heart attack. Really wake up with a swelling in your pocket. Make your eyeballs drop. I'm rough, I'm tough. I'm woman enough. So get ready. I'm going to do my stuff. I can take it. I can shake it. I can cook it. I can bake it. If I don't have the recipe, I'll take it. I'm a volcano that's ready to blow. Look out, y'all. Oh yeah. It's just so good, and when the them and the dancers when their eye when they have like the glasses, yeah. the and I love it. She's like, I can shock them, I can rock them, I can bear. And she's just like, oh, it's just so good. I'm a volcano that's ready to blow. Look out, that's just your echo. So much better than uh, Chet Hanks. So oh, yeah. <laughs> 
I know he covered this on his yeah. album. <laughs> I mean, seeing uh, Gangster Elvira is just <laughs> that'd be a great it's album just to dope. cover all the eighties white man rap, white people rap. In fact, I think that's what I want to be for Halloween this year: Gangster Elvira. Oh, that's a great oh, idea. Oh, that's a great niche box. character right there. That's that's awesome. That's a good idea. If you look in the trouble, <laughs> here I am. I'm gonna be every Kurt Fuller character for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gonna take a leak. I, I think yeah. Paul would make a good Bob. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna be coked out Jeff Conway. That's oh my god! Um, I'm gonna be Gonk. Yeah. <laughs> no, you should be Uncle Vincent. <laughs> I like it. I like the '80s. Like I'm not a picture of boobs. Somehow, like that's the ultimate thing. Picture of someone's boobs. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're high school kids. It was yeah. before. I, I know. It was pre-internet, though. Yeah, it was pre-internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was never a thing in high school. It was like, wow, let's go get pictures. What of high boobs. school did you go to? I don't know. <laughs> it's like a Catholic high school. Oh. Uh, like, right there. No, I, I, I. I, 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 I I completely appreciate someone that wants to go see boobs. I, like, I don't know if they want to sell the picture. I respect their rights to that. Yeah, I mean, just have, well, the whole boob thing is just so great. I mean, all yeah. just the, the jokes about the yeah, boobs. Yeah, because that, that was... When she's at the gas station yeah. and her boobs are at the windshield wiper. I remember two reasons why I liked Elvira when I was a kid and that's and it was very much through the whole movie <laughs> now I'm realizing Dolly Parton does the same thing from a country yeah, standpoint yeah, yeah. she's kitsch oh, we, way too we yeah. gotta get these two together oh yeah Dolly Parton and Elvira together one of the funniest parts too is I love when when Elvira and Patty are kind of going at it you know she's like um what did she say? What's that perfume you're wearing? Catch of the day? <laughs> and, they're, and she's like, look, I don't know what hole you crowed out of, but you better get Peggy in there whatever. And Elvira's like, because Patty's like way taller than her. Because yeah. Sandra Peterson's pretty small. Yeah. And she's like, whoa, you can poke somebody's eyes out with those things. Because <laughs> Patty's like fake boobs are like the cone boobs. Like, <laughs> it's like so pointy. She's like, whoa, you poke somebody's eyes out. <laughs> That's funny. Like, it's a, she is small, but yeah. she always looks, she looks taller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She appears taller. Because it's she carries herself. Yeah, she yeah. does. That's a great mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great makeup job. She looks nothing Which like is, Elvira. Yet again, another thing I relate to with Elvira. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter your size. It's yeah. just about how your presence. All I remember is yeah. when I met Cassandra Penis. She was pretty. <laughs> she was pretty tiny. Tiny. Yeah. yeah. I think she's like five foot, maybe. I mean, she's small. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hate to bring it to you, but that was she's much taller. than Peterson. No. Uh, no. That too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no. I cut you, man. <laughs> that would throw you off, though, if you, if you imagine somebody's tall because the screen will yeah. make you look like a, yeah. like a god. Well, like Schwarzenegger. I saw Schwarzenegger walk by me at the uh, classic one yeah. time, and he's like smaller than I am. I'm yeah. like, that just yeah. doesn't make any sense. Well. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're always opposite Danny DeVito, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he was always, like, he was, if you saw just movies of Schwarzenegger, you'd think, oh, this guy's like 6'2". Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is big. Oh, no, yeah. 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 But no, he's wise. still very intimidating. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but he's like 5'10", five, 5'9". Five, yeah. The thing, though, that the people like Schwarzenegger do well, though, is on screen, they know how to captivate you, yes. to make you intimidated by them. It's like the selling point, you know. Not that people don't think of Schwarzenegger as a great actor, but I think there are things that Schwarzenegger did mm-hmm. that elevated that you know size. Well, same thing with Tom Cruise. I mean, he's notoriously short in Hollywood. Oh yeah, yeah. but <laughs> but he's don't tell him that. <laughs> he's notoriously yeah because they've done things in movies that make him look taller. They, they you know some of the women he's with they they, they put him on they make him look younger. They, they <laughs> That's why they always stay so young is because yeah, they're so small. Yeah. I usually just kind of give everybody's overall analysis. How does the movie yeah. 
um, hold up over time? Do you guys, like, I, I assume you, you both still love this movie as much as you did when you first discovered it. When I watched it last night, I, uh, I looked at my significant other elbows and I said, I'm in love all over again. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, I, I love that movie. Yeah, loved it. I have to agree. I mean, watching it again as an adult, I have just a higher respect for it. Just the jokes, you know, the comedy, just everything about it. And for me, it brings back a lot of good memories of growing up and that nostalgic feeling. And I think it definitely holds up. It's a great movie. It's a good camp cult favorite. Oh, yeah. It is yeah. not a good movie, per se, at all. Yeah. <laughs> it is definitely yeah. going in. It, you got to go in yeah. with a certain lenses of this yeah. is just pure camp. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And going at, yeah, from that perspective of it's just comedy. It's it's a satire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think what carries it is is her, her ideas, yes. you know. Um, so it's a good movie in, in, in that sense, I think. Like, she... She knew exactly what she wanted to do. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. self-aware. Mm-hmm. All that stuff works. The script isn't as strong as, let's say, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, no. I think of much yeah. as, like, a flawless and direction. Script. And, yeah. You know, I always score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that Danny Elfman scoring. Um, but uh, I compare those two movies because they're very similar. I, I think the talent level is the same between Peterson and Rubens. I think they're the exact same yeah. level of talent. They're both oh, yeah. talents. It's just that Rubens had... Lucked out with all of the sailors talent behind the scenes. Well, we're yeah. not talking about him. This podcast is about Elvira. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Cassandra, I love you. Cassandra, Cassandra, if you're listening, yeah. I love you, Cassandra. <laughs> you're my favorite. That's <laughs> good. I, I enjoyed it. I had never seen. I don't know. I don't have the nostalgia factor that they had. I remember seeing the poster in the paper from the yeah. movie. <laughs> I never actually saw it until now. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, d- I didn't know Avira. I knew of her, obviously, you know, but I, I had never. I knew she did like B movie thing, which was a thing, but uh, I had never. I wasn't aware that there was a movie. Well, yeah. I guess I should have. Every everybody that in that time period that was famous had a movie. <laughs> a bit yeah. of ice. Movie, <laughs> oh, you man. know, um, cool so, as ice. Cool as ice. <laughs> If you were a big enough name, they would make a they would base a movie around you. You had a vehicle, or a cartoon, or a cartoon like MC Hammer had his own had his own. That was even bigger. Mr. T had a cartoon. Oh my god, yeah, Yeah. Hulk Hogan, Uh Hulk Hogan. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, watching this as a you know, you have to be in a certain frame of mind. But you know, um, you know, I loved. I really got behind the villain in this movie. I was like, oh, this, yeah, yeah, this gets that's what I like, but. Cassandra Richardson is. You mean Peterson? Cassandra Richardson. You mean Cassandra, Cassandra Peterson? Richardson. Yeah. You mean Cassandra Peterson? Peterson. Every possible Peterson. variation of her last name. <laughs> we could not get her last name right. What no. movie did I watch? Uh, no, Cassandra Peterson is, is. I mean, that character is just. By this time, it's just so fully developed. She had probably been playing it for 10 years by this time. So uh, she yeah. knew exactly what she was. Doing so, it was it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun watching with Tony and you know her excitement behind it as well. So you know that's that's what gets you. If you watch it with someone, if I watched it just by myself, I probably would have been like, oh, yeah. you know. But if you watch it with someone that has a nostalgia for it, it, mm-hmm. it allows you to see it through their eyes. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, it's a really fun movie. It is, and unfortunately, it's I usually end the broadcast 
broadcast. <laughs> the broadcast. We're on TV. Uh, I usually end the podcast on um, uh, like the best. I usually say the most the best place to watch a film is in the movie theaters. And if you can't find it there, the next best uh, option would be Blu-ray. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is not available on Blu-ray. I believe it's on DVD. I believe. Yeah, you but, own the. Uh, no, I watched it on. on <laughs> uh, YouTube. YouTube, yes. <laughs> Which we need to look up who like, has it on YouTube. I think yeah. honestly, this movie is probably best to watch on video cassette. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. an old yeah. video cassette version of this movie is probably the best I version. Agree. Way Which to is watch how it. I saw it. Like popcorn uh, in in your living room, watching it on VCR is. Probably the best. But if you, you can support Cassandra Peterson and buy this somewhere. Oh yeah, definitely buy this. Yeah. Oh I yeah. So yeah. she can uh, you know. You know, I'm, I wonder if the Gateway is ever gonna do Elvira. That's their cult. We, we should probably talk. We should to, email. Let's him. let's talk yeah. to uh, let's talk to uh, 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 Fritz the Night Owl. He does yeah. his thing. He does yeah. I think oh. this would be a good candidate for that. Yes, it would be. I'm for it. They most likely will get around to it. They play anything there. Yes. So yeah, I love yeah. that. I'm a, I'm a big advocate of the Gateway Film Center, just yes. for the record. Yeah, yeah. Uh, huge fan. Not a fan. I just want to... <laughs> point, <laughs> counterpoint. No, I'm kidding. I love well, you. Well, you and I will disagree to disagree on that point. No, I'm kidding. That's the only, uh, that's the only theater place I go to. Um, yeah. I want to thank, speaking of Joel, I want to thank oh, you for hearing for the first time. Read the cards and, and tell it yeah. about... How great I was in the podcast! I wrote down what you're supposed to say on how great I was. <laughs> Thank you. We are all, you know, we are all, yep. grateful for your presence That's here. True. We know that yes. it's a rare, yes, uh, a rarity to get you uh-huh. on anything like yes, this. Yes. So we know that you have you've, you've upped the ante on the yes. podcast Thank by being here. And true, that. Presence. true that. True yes. that. Yes. <laughs> it's charity act for the week. Yes. Yeah. Yes, thank you guys. Uh, Hail Savage. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I believe you have a few shows coming up. Oh, right? yes. Uh, we have uh, a on select Thursdays at the world-famous Backstage Bistro on Front Street. Uh, we have a, a little thing called Savage Tech Presents, uh, where we do all sorts of different kind of... Uh, our, our group, Savage Tech, uh, we do... Uh, Different type of shows in May. We're doing one called uh, Pilot Season, where we bring in uh, all of our sh- all of our live shows are live television shows, and and Pilot Season we're going to have several different uh, television shows in one night, and then the b- audience gets to v- uh, vote on who comes back as uh, has a second episode. And uh, mm-hmm. June fourteenth, speaking of Elvira, uh, the Sick World of Doctor show comes back Thursday, June fourteenth, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Sick World Doctor show. Is like Elvira meets Pee Wee's Playhouse. It's awesome. It's great. Come, it's a lot come check it out. And any information you can check us out at uh, www.savagetech.industries. They can find you on Facebook. As Facebook, well. uh, Savage Tech Industries on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all of those places. So. All right. Excellent. And uh, Tony, any shows on your end? Uh, the next show that I have on the radar. Would be well the Nestor Bowl. Oh yes, which is going to be on April the first week of April. Uh, I think it's April fourth. April fourth. Um, so check that out over at the Nest Theater. Um, but aside from that, the big one that I'm gearing up for is the annual hashtag Mania. Oh yeah, which, Savage Tech is hosting that. Yes. <laughs> yep, which will be on Thursday, April nineteenth, at the Columbus Museum of Arts. 
we'll all be a part of that show. Joel, yeah. Scott, Sean, and I yeah. competing for your laughs. I won't be competing. I'll be presenting. Yes. Presenting. <laughs> yeah. I'll be presenting laughs. the laughs. Yes. But it should be a lot of fun. It's, it's only uh, 10 bucks to get in, which is a steal. We're going to have a, a cocktail hour, red carpet hour before the show. Yep. Starting around 6. I think the show starts at 7 this year. Yes. Um, but it's my all-time favorite improv event of the year. It's just a, it's amazing. a amazing time. So um, if you guys want to support all of us and see what we do, we're always talking about this improv thing, uh, I would check out Hashtag Mania. Yeah. Uh, I uh, second what Tony just said about Hashtag Mania. Scott and I are both participating as well in the event, so please come and check it out. Uh, Scott and I have also been performing semi-regularly as the Wheeler Brothers in town at various outlets. Yeah, mostly at the the nest so far, um, but we've been at we might be back at Wild Goose Creative. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah. Unscripted again. So, if you just go to those places, you might see us. <laughs> and then uh, I'm in Pocket Lent, which is second Friday each month at Cafe Kerouac. Oh, that's awesome! So, mm-hmm. That's it for me. Oh, and you know we also have a podcast, Cinema Wheeler Tay, which you may be yeah. listening to right now. <laughs> <laughs> we do as well. Yeah. Uh, Please find us on, on Podbean and iTunes and rate us and give us a five star review because we like to we like, we like to beg for the best possible review and not earn it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just uh, you guys are gonna get the uh, Joel Savage bump after this. Yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> and, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, yeah. Cinema Wheeler Tay. We, we always love interacting with our listeners, and if you have any suggestions or remarks about any of the shows we do, your favorites, mm-hmm. connect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have anything to add, Sabrina? <laughs> okay, that's the best capper. Uh, uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll uh, see you next time. Okay. Bye. It's all right, Patty. I'll take care of the damages. Seems to me it's all this cheap little tart's fault. Cheap? Who are you calling cheap? What's that perfume you're wearing, Catch of the Day? I can only play G-rated movies. Oh, well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with G-rated movies as long as there's lots of sex and violence. Unpleasant dreams.